So question, have you ever fasted? And I'm talking about, you know, going without eating, right? <laughs> like, like, do you fast ever as you pray and as you're seeking, um, you know, to, to do some kind of spiritual growth or, or maybe you fasted for um, medical reasons. Maybe your doctor puts you on a fast for a certain reason, like, or, or maybe for you, you, you observe Lent, the season that leads up to, to Easter. Maybe you have abstained from or, or give up something for Lent. Have you ever fasted? There's a there's a lot of misconception about fasting when we think about it. It's, 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 even in the church world, we talk about prayer and fasting, and, and a lot of times I'll have the question what be asked to me is like, "What do you mean fasting? You mean not eat? Are you crazy? Not eat?" Well, here's like the, the definition of fasting we're going to use today because fasting is used outside of spiritual reasons. So it's used for medical reasons for sure um, and health reasons. But today, here's our definition for, for us to, to hone in on this today. Fasting is the spiritual discipline of abstaining from food or a specific activity for a specific period of time to renew your focus on God. And so to help us with this, we're going to use Psalm 40 as a foundation for this. Now, um, we're in Psalm 40 kind of every week leading us up to Easter Easter Sunday. And this is a song of praise for answered prayer. And so since fasting and prayer are partnered together, it kind of fits. This passage is not exactly like specifically about fasting, but we're going to apply it to our trying to understanding of our, our focus on fasting today. So we're going to begin in verse one of Psalm 40. Our key verses are going to be verses four and five today, though. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust in the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud and are, are, are in those who worship idols. Oh, Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. <laughs> so here's our big idea. Fasting will disturb your life while leading to a breakthrough. This is, this is from my personal experience. I will tell you, if you fast, whether it be for you fast for a day or you fast for a, a longer than a day, you fast one meal. Whether you fast from food or you give up a specific activity that is that, that means something to you, it's going to disturb your life and will lead to a breakthrough. See, fasting is a type of, like, I waited patiently for the Lord, like Psalm 40 says. And so today we're going to use the acronym FAST, F-A-S-T, to help us discover the benefits of fasting as a spiritual activity, okay? So we start with focus, focus on God. We focus on God. Maybe your focus needs more focus. I know mine does quite a bit. The other day, just a couple of days ago, I was preparing for this sermon. I was sitting in, it was in the, in the late morning. It was like 10, 1030. And I was doing sermon prep and, and the weather had changed, right? Cause we're in the season that's the springtime. And we had had several days of gloominess and dreariness and rain. And, and now this, it was like the sun was shining and it had this spring type feel in the air. And I'm just sitting in my office at home, staring out the window. And I kept thinking, Oh, I got to work on the sermon. <laughs> I had this moment. I just, I just couldn't focus. For how about you? What makes it difficult for you to focus, on, specifically on God? What makes it difficult for you to focus on your relationship with God? So, verse four, it begins. Here, here, here we begin. Oh, the joy of those who trust in the Lord! Like, like, 
When you give yourself over to God, when you're able to focus clearly on God, you'll, you'll find yourself blessed. This is what oh the joy means. When you find yourself able to really focus on God, you'll find yourself blessed. There, there are times we need to deny ourselves of certain things like t- TV, internet, cell phones. And, and a lot of times when you fast, you may fast those things. But when scripture speaks of fasting and when Jesus talks about fasting, the reference is specifically to food. But, and here's why, because our stomach plays a major role in our lives, whether we realize it or not. It's, our stomach is a big part of the decision-making process. Like, like what's the first thing? I, if you're like me, you wake up in the morning, what's for breakfast? Then what's the next thing? You, what's the next big decision of the day? What's for lunch? And finally, what's the, what's the last big decision of the day? What's for dinner? Or, or what's for dessert? <laughs> See, we, we get this. A big part of our decision-making process is our stomachs. Our advertisers know that. Commercials for food, they know. The top priority is right here, the belly. I believe, I believe there are times when God says to us, I want you to fast as you remember, as a reminder that I'm the top priority in your life. I really believe that. There are seasons when God has impressed upon me that this needed to be a season of fasting and prayer. Why? Because I needed the reminder of God being the top priority in my life. Jesus puts it this way. He's not speaking specifically about fasting, but he says in Matthew 6, 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. One way to, to seek the kingdom of God above all else is to deny yourself of something like food that means so much to you. When we fast, we're saying to God, I'm going to deny my most basic need in order to focus on you. So here's what happens when we fast. You begin to, you begin to depend more on God. As you fast, you begin to realize this. You have a de- you're depending more on God. When, you, when we fast, you, well, you learn new things about God and you learn new things about yourself as you fast as well. That's why I keep a, I keep a journal. I keep a, when every time I fast or most of the time when I fast, I will keep a journal of, of my thoughts, my feelings, my, you know, the, the awakenings that happen through that season of fasting, the breakthroughs that come. And another thing that happens is you experience blessings you miss when you aren't completely focused on God. When you fasting helps you get completely focused on God. And when you, you experience blessings in that, that you would otherwise miss. See, fasting is the spiritual discipline of really of refraining, well, from food, but, but for whatever, whatever it may be in your life for a period of time in order to focus on God. And in that focus time, we need to do this. Ask God how to fast. Ask God, what do you want to do with this? I've come to this view of my life as kind of like daily asking God, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> this day, this moment, this relationship, this sermon, <laughs> who do you want me to become? Do this. Ask God when it comes to fasting, when it comes to your prayer life. God, God has placed you in this specific place, in this specific time for a reason. This is exactly the time and place that God wants you to seek and find him and serve him. So ask God. The rest of verse 4 of Psalm 40 says, Those who trust in the Lord put no confidence in the proud, like the powerful, the rich, the leaders, nor in false gods, nor in idols. Where does my help come from? Who can I depend on? False gods, idols, my leaders? No. Who can I ask? God. So I'm going to ask God when it comes to fasting. I don't, I don't find anywhere in the scriptures actually that says, if you fast. What I do find is numerous times, and even Jesus saying, when you fast. When you fast. So, so it's, it's time to ask God. God, this says when you fast. So apparently this is something I'm supposed to be doing as a, as a Christian. What do you want me to do with this? 
<laughs> the Bible narrative reveals several different types and lengths of fast. And so I want to highlight three main ones here, just, just so we kind of understand uh, some different avenues to do this. The first one we'll talk about here is the absolute fast. And this is, this is kind of uh, extreme. It means no food or drink for a specific amount of time. You may, you know, to have an absolute fast. It's kind of alluded to uh, something like this in Esther chapter 4. In verse 16, it says, Esther speaking says, Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and, pr- and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. And when this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. See, it was like for three days, no food, no drink. It's extreme. It's an extreme type of fast. And you know what? I want to tell you this. I, this is not disclaimer. This is just reality. You should only do this kind of fast under the supervision of your doctor, okay? And if you're going without food or water, even water, for, for, for three days or whatever the length of time may be, okay? Uh, the next is the normal fast. And the normal fast, is, and these are, names, these are names that were given to fast not by me. This is just what they're generally known as. And it's just when you refrain from all food for a period of time. And this is kind of suggested this is the type of fast that Jesus did in Luke chapter 4, where it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led up, led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them was hungry. It doesn't say he didn't drink anything, but it doesn't say he did. So <laughs> it didn't say he did fast from drinking. It says for 40 days he didn't eat any food. And so at the end, my favorite part of that is at the end of those days, at the end of 40 days with no food, he was hungry. Yeah. You think <laughs> this is a type of fat. normal fast is when you, you drink a lot of water and you, you, but you eat no food at all. And depending on how long you do a normal fast, if you do longer than three days, you may want to do something like add some, some, some fruit juice or some chicken broth, chicken broth, not to be translated as chunky chicken soup. Okay. <laughs> because Something like, like chicken broth or, or fruit juice can, will help boost your energy level. So remember this. The goal of fasting is to deepen your intimacy with God, not just to be able to say, you know what, I went so many days only on water. That's not the point. If you feel your energy level dropping, drink some juice. You know, that, the, your fast might, lay, might, might, might last a day. Typically, my fast, when, and I fast several times a year, and I'll fast like a 24-hour period, 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's my fast. 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's typically what I usually do. Or you can have a three days fast or a seven days fast. The longest fast I've ever done is five days. Five days with no food. Be aware of your health, especially in planning if you fast longer than a day, okay? Seek the supervision of your doctor. This is, this is a spiritual discipline we're talking about here, but we don't want to like be, uh, not, not be knowledgeable of physically what's going on in our lives. And then the third type of fast is called a partial fast. And this is where you would give up certain types of food for a time or certain, uh, in the Bible is food. For, for you, it may be a specific activity that you may uh, give up for a specific amount of time. And this is where it says in Daniel chapter 10, at that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. He was in mourning for three weeks. And he says, I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. See, Daniel, he gave up delicacies. Like he, it was a, a partial fast. Biscuits and gravy, cookies, donuts, various pies. This is where, this is where it's like this specific type of food. This is where the idea of Lent comes from. You know, this is where, you know, people, people for, for 40 days with Lent eliminate something from their diet a lot of times. Caffeine, sugar, non-kosher foods, chips. That was me. The first time I ever observed Lent, I, I, 
I gave up, I abstained from, I fasted from corn chips, all kinds of chips. That's the only, the only kind I eat. And, and because you know what? You know why? It's because their draw to these certain types of food is so strong that fasting from it helps deepen your connection with God. That's why when people fast from caffeine or from sugar or from meat or from chips or from chocolate for, for Lent, it is because these things draw, uh, uh, draw us in and create a desire for them. This is really strong. We have a craving. Matter of fact, when I mentioned coffee, somebody heard me mention coffee, and I know that you're saying, you, but you don't understand. You don't want to see me if I go a day without coffee. And I'm telling you, if that's, if that's your reality, you need to go a day without coffee and let God see you without it. And you need to see God without it. <laughs> so, da- so Daniel had this kind of fast, and this is, a, this is a, an example for us. It may work for us. And, and it may not be food for you. It may be something that, 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 uh, that, that grabs your attention. Maybe it's a certain activity, uh, a, certain, uh, a certain piece of entertainment, a certain thing that you, that you really enjoy, you're really hooked into right now. The key is it's got to be something you enjoy and you take regular pleasure in it. If you give up something you enjoy and take regular pleasure in, and, and this is where we begin to see that that uh, we see that God is is at work here in this. Because uh, here's what I want you to do: don't don't get hung up on hard and fast rules when it comes to this thing. People, a lot of times, people just get hung up on I'm going to do it wrong. I'm going to do it wrong. You know, I'm just asking you to ask God what He would have you do with this. Whatever you abstain from, if it means something to you, it will mean something to God that you give it up. And it will mean something to you. It will deepen your relationship with God. And in that, in that time, you know what you'll do? You'll begin to see how to submit to God. In fasting, we submit to God. Here's the thing. When you fast, you can expect hunger pangs. I'm going to tell you that straight up. You're going to, even if you fast one meal, you can expect you're going to have hunger pangs. It doesn't indicate you're starving to death, by the way, when you have hunger pangs. Because your stomach has a mentality of a two-year-old. It kind of makes, you know, if I make enough noise... I'll get some attention. Your appetite is very, very, very spoiled, little brat. <laughs> as soon as we start to feel discomfort, what do we do? We give in. So here's what we do when we're fasting. We submit to God. We drink a lot of water. You drink a lot of water. And you may not want to watch as much TV either because you know what? Like I said before, those advertisers know. Commercials are geared for this. Taco Bell. Pizza Hut, Popeyes, M and M's, Doritos, Johnny's Pizza. I mean, you just you just think about it, and maybe you need to not even listen to this sermon anymore right now because of the power of suggestion. Verse five says, "God, you have performed many wonders for us." When we're fast, we're saying, "God, I trust you. You're the God of wonders. You have you have many wonders for me, and I'm trusting you. Like, like you have performed many wonders for us, and I'm trusting that you will again. So I'm submitting to you as I fast." Here's a few suggestions as you seek to submit to God in this. Decide why you want to fast. Decide why. Like, like, like set a specific goal for your fast. Do you need a clar- clarity for a decision? Are you praying for, for a lost loved one? Are you praying for, for, some, for those without hope? Are you praying for courage or for a decision that needs to be made? Decide why you want to fast. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray specifically about this. You may or may not get that answer. God may bring you to some, something completely different than that. But decide why you want to fast. Pray about it. Ask God about it. Then determine the type and length of your fast. You're gonna, are you going to do the normal fast? Are you going to do the, 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 uh, the partial fast? Are you going to do some kind of combination? All right, how long? How long? What, what type of fast? How long am I going to do it? 
then prepare physically for your fast. When I say that, I mean, you don't gorge yourself the night before if you're going to fast. Like, there should only be one Fat Tuesday, okay? That's what Fat Tuesday is all about. Get gorging yourself because starting on Ash Wednesday through the season of Lent, you're going to give up that, that thing. You're going to fast from that thing. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here, this, is, this, is, this is a reality for us. If you're going to fast more than three days, you actually need to reduce your intake of food and calories by eating smaller meals for days, several days before the fast. That helps prepare you physically. Next, set a, set a set a a goal, set a schedule for your fast. Set a set a schedule for your fast. Um, in other words, decide how you're going to use the time, redeem the time, use meal time to read scripture, to write a poem, to to paint something, to to write a new song. Use it for meditation. Like, dear, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast lunch today. Don't just work through lunch. Take that same time that you would be having lunch. And pray, write a poem, schedule what it is, and then and, and and also prepare spiritually. When I say prepare spiritually, I also mean that means mentally and emotionally. Pray about your goals. Ask God what He wants you to do with this before you start, and anticipate that God's moving. God's going to move. There are definitely physical benefits of fasting, but remember, this is we're talking about a spiritual discipline and the spiritual benefits. And through fasting, here's the T: transformation comes from God. Transformation comes from God. Our word for the year at Awakened Church is renew. And how we've defined that is what has faded becoming new again where Jesus is the subject. And and this type of renewal happens when you fast. The question is, as we as we look at the, the, the reality that, that fasting brings about transformation from God, where do you need renewal? Where do you need renewal in your life? Verse 5 goes on in Psalm 40. Your plans are too numerous for me to count, God. You have no equal. If I tried to list all the ways you bless me, I would never come to the end of the list. See, this is about transformation. This kind of, this kind of understanding the blessings of God, and that's, that's the transformation. Transformation often happens during fasting. Yes, there are physical benefits like detoxification, weight loss. But these are not disconnected from the spiritual benefits. The spiritual benefits and the transformations that happen are like this. When you fast, you gain clarity. I can't explain how it happens, but it happens. When you can focus on God, you realize God is speaking clearly into your life. And you see things. And you, and you see decisions you're trying to make much clearer in what God would have you to do. When you fast, you gain courage. What fears do you have? Fears about tomorrow, job security, a relationship, a tough conversation you need to have. Do you need courage? Man, ask, get the courage, courage to do what God is asking you to do. And you know, God's asking you to do it, but you just haven't because you just don't have the courage there. When you fast, you gain courage because you're, you're trusting in God. You're submitting to God and he's bringing transformation in your life. And thirdly, when you fast, breakthrough happens. Breakthrough happens. I'm not here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've got a word for you and your breakthroughs. Your breakthroughs coming. But I'm telling you, there's no doubt. Some of us here today need a breakthrough. And I'm telling you from experience, the reality is the transformation comes from God. And through fasting, through a season of of of, of giving up something that means something to me, in order to focus more on God and to focus to focus and have a focused fast, breakthrough happens. 
Some of us need to declare a holy fast and cry out to the Lord. You've got issues you haven't resolved in years, personal issues, church issues, family issues. I don't know. You have, you have addictions and you've quit so many times. You've quit quitting. You can't get away from whatever it is, but you want to. What you, what you need is this breakthrough. You need this transformation. And I'm telling you, this is not a magic pill. This is not a, this is not a, a thing. I'm just telling you this work. This is spiritual reality. Fasting. Fasting leads to that breakthrough. Fasting will disrupt your life. Fasting will disturb the status quo of your life. There's no, no way around that. But I'm praying for this. I'm praying for, for, for disturbance. I'm praying for disruption. I'm praying for a healing and I'm praying for breakthrough. And fasting will disturb your life while leading you to that breakthrough. And so for your next step this week, I'm, I'm just going to lay this challenge out there. You, you, you know what? You decide whether or not what you're going to do with this. You always do. But the challenge is to fast at least one meal this week and use that time to really focus on God and pray for a breakthrough, whatever that may be, whatever that means to you. Fast at least one meal this week. Schedule it. Decide it. Decide what you're going to do with that time. Pray about it. Ask God, what do you want me to do with this? Using that time to focus on God and pray for a breakthrough. God, we're praying for a breakthrough. I'm praying, Lord, that we would break through this, this rut that we're in, uh, in, in the Christian world, in the church world, Lord. And Lord, we've lost some, the beauty of things like fasting. But Lord, may we, Lord, reclaim what hell is trying to steal from your kingdom. And the spiritual discipline of fasting Lord, in, in, the, in a season of fasting, whether it's maybe even just be one meal, or it may not even be a meal at all, it may be from some activity, but in the, in, in the abstaining from this, in order to focus on you, is going to draw us closer to you than ever before. And in your presence, transformation happens. In your presence, breakthrough happens. So fasting doesn't cause the breakthrough. Fasting puts us into your presence, and you are the God of transformation. You are the God of the breakthrough. And so, Lord, today we focus what you would have us to do with this fasting. In Jesus' name, amen.